DNVR Broncos podcast coming to you live from Studio C for me. Uh, Henry's in Montana. I don't know what studio that is. Uh, and today the C stands for Cortland Sutton. We're going to talk a little bit about Cortland. We're going to talk a little about Jerry. A little bit about the rest of the wide receivers. Uh, but first, Henry, did you see a bear yesterday? Still haven't seen a bear. It's, um, I mean, well, I guess I've got three, four days left, so... There's still a chance, but we, we've done most of the bear seeing activities, so I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit nervous. Would you say spirits are low in terms of the, the bear seeing opportunities? Yes. I have fed a deer carrots and apples. Sep- well, same deer, probably. They're kind of tough mm-hmm. to tell apart, so maybe different, but yeah. Yeah. So there, there's that. That's good. Uh, um, I'm happy for you there. Um, any other a- animal encounters? Um. My neighbor Mike keeps walking Jill by, but that doesn't really count. I, I just like I just assume the uh, picture we're painting on Montana for people who don't live there uh-huh. is like it's just a uh, like there's just wildlife around every corner. Yeah, there's just bears and cougars and all that sort of stuff. I mean, when I came out to visit there, uh, someone like very nonchalantly said, "Like, oh yeah, and uh, watch out for the bear over there on three. I was like, <laughs> "What do you What do you mean the bear on three? They're like, yeah, oh, sometimes just walks across what the was fairway. That? Like, what was that bear's name? I don't remember. They said that I can't remember which bear that was, but yeah, I think your sister like saw it too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah right before we got there. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So yesterday we talked about. DraftKings numbers for Russell Wilson. And and I love these totals because uh, not to get in too much into the sports betting world, but, you know, in the end, the goal of the sports book is to have even money on both sides. Mm-hmm. But the original number they put out is, especially when it comes to these totals, is, a, is essentially a prediction for them. You know, it's what their projections are saying it should be. And they think that if they put it there, then even money will come in. You know, it should be even money or around even money. And I would say they probably actually um, juice the numbers up a little bit because I bet there's a lot more people betting on their players to go over than there are, like, people going into their rival teams and betting unders. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. So I guess maybe they're a little bit inflated. So slight, maybe slightly inflated, maybe just pure projections. Um, and then they adjust based on the way the money's coming in. But I always find these interesting, and I think it's a good topic, and there's a reason why we're going to do it, uh, you know, did it yesterday, do it today, and we might even do it tomorrow, is because it's just so interesting to see from an outside perspective. Because when it comes to these receivers, I think most people expect multiple 1,000-yard receivers. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, I think they probably do. And, and, and what's interesting is a lot of times you look at teams and you say, okay, well, those are the two guys that could be 1,000-yard receivers. Yeah. I think there's any combination of three that could be 1,000-yard receivers. Like, I think the number one most likely scenario is Cortland and Jerry. Yep. I think the next one would be Cortland and Tim. Uh, it's, it's just so hard to see Tim getting that far. You know, because like as good as he's been, and he's been really good, like it's like seven fifty. You know, so so that'd be kind of a big leap late in the career. But you know, there's Russell Wilson there, and sure, there's more competition. But Russell Wilson might outweigh those things. Right, but court, but it's still the second most likely because Probably. the other one would be Jerry and Tim. Yeah, or throw KJ in there too. I mean, that's a second round draft pick. Who, I mean. I guess if he hadn't dropped like that 80-yard touchdown the first game of the season, then he'd be on pace for a big year last year before he got hurt. But the drops are part of the story there. Yeah, and and I just think he's, a, you know, essentially until he proves himself otherwise is going to be a gimmick player um, in the huh. NFL in terms of like they're not going to be feeding him consistently. I think he's going to have some plays in there for him um, that they're going to try to target him down the field. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you want him for is just – fly up the sideline and hope they don't keep up and now I have a quarterback who can take advantage so I, I mean I know I'm higher on KJ it's just like getting to a thousand there's another game it's it's just hard for me to see Tim taking that like getting well, over not, that mark 
you're not higher on KJ Hamler's prospects of getting a thousand yards than Tim. See, that's the thing. In terms of who's going to have more yards this season, you take Tim. But in terms of like players who could put up a really big number, I think a KJ breakout is probably more likely than a Tim Patrick breakout at this point. Hmm. Interesting. I think you're much lower on Tim than me or the average fan. Um, I think he's absolutely capable of a thousand yards. I never take uh, for granted the fact that Russell Wilson brings him up first every single time he talks about his wide receivers. Um, And in the end, like he's going to have opportunities. And if Russ loves him and trusts him, he's going to have a lot of opportunities. And, you know, again, what is it? 52 yards. I think you need 52 yards a game, or I guess it's even down now. Um, You probably need about, well, see 50 yards a game at 17 okay so yeah you need uh, in between 50 and 60 yards a game uh and i think there's going to be plenty of opportunities for all of these guys to get a thousand yards if they just make the plays that are out there for them and and obviously russ only has one ball but i think there are three legitimate combinations of wide receivers yeah uh on the tmr broncos podcast only one football in on only one football okay there we go um, I, I think those are the three options. There's, there's three combinations that could have a thousand yards. I think obviously Tim and Jerry is the least likely. Um, but I do think mm-hmm. there, there will be two 1000 yard receivers for the Denver Broncos this year. It's just about picking which ones it is. So let's jump in to what they're saying over at DraftKings. And since we've talked so much about yards right now, I will start there but I found these numbers to be fascinating. Did you look at them this time? Or no, are you no I, just, in I didn't. I, I went like through and time. got my own numbers again. Okay. Uh, so let's start with Cortland Sutton receiving yards. What do you have him at? The, so I want to start by saying this. These were a lot tougher to do. Like with Russell Wilson, it's really easy. Because you have yeah. 10 years of history just to be like, well, this is this is where he's going to fall. With all, all right. these guys, it's like you're you're taking a stance whenever you pick a number. Um, I, w- I went big with Cortland Sutton. I am with 85 catches, uh, just under 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Okay. That's real big. Wait, say it again. 85 catches. Just oh, you over, already or, catches. I thought we were just yeah. doing yards. Just under 1200 yards. Okay. What do you think the sports book has it at? I would guess that it's around probably like 1049 and a half. You're going to love this bet, Henry. Over under 900.5. I I just don't understand. I mean, I just like, what? why? They are low on Cortland Sutton. And I find that to be absolutely fascinating because you expect him to be the number one receiver in a pass-happy offense with a Hall mm-hmm. of Fame quarterback. And it it just doesn't make sense to me that, and and we'll get to this in a second, that he would be so low. And really, all of these numbers are really low, um, and it, it almost scares me. Yeah. Just because I'm like, what do they know that we don't? That they they've got Cortland Sutton having like a wide receiver two type season. Yeah, that's um. I mean, I mean, you look at last year's stats, and he played in every single game, had 776 yards and two touchdowns. And if that's what you're basing things off of, then sure, I get it. But even then, like for a number one, if he has that exact same season, just with the quarterback changing, yeah, exactly, no better, he's getting over this number. I would think so too. I mean, he he had the the knee injury and missed one season, but he's been healthy outside of that. Yep. Like that, that was the only injury that's notable. And then he also I, has an 1,100-yard season in there where he was a Pro I, Bowl in his second season. I think if Zach was here, he would probably bring up the fact that, like, if you go back and look at Cortland Sutton's game logs from last season, you will be mortified. Um, like, the numbers that he was putting up most games was just disgusting. Do you have him in front of you now? Yeah. I mean, point out some of these games. I know Zach would be saying this. Yeah. I mean, so they're, they're the two big ones. Two times he hit 100, 159 against Jacksonville, 120 against Pittsburgh. We also go through and there's, you know, 14, 9, 9, 15, 17, 12, 13, and throw 33 in there, 40 in there. Like, that's 37. Those 
there's a lot of games where he didn't do all that much. But then, I mean, you also look at it, and it's like, who's his worst game against? I guess Detroit, Dallas. Those are not good ones. You should be able to torch those teams even with Teddy. Cincinnati, Kansas City, Giants, Kansas City again, the Chargers. And there's some tough defenses in there. Yeah. It, 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 it's just concerning that he wasn't getting open a lot, and because of that, he wasn't getting the ball a lot. Now, almost no one was getting the ball a lot. Um, and I'd like to point out, despite all of those gross numbers on the game log, he almost had 800 yards with two bad quarterbacks. And now you're getting a top 10 quarterback. Like I said, if nothing changed for him, if he wasn't an ounce healthier, if he didn't feel yeah. any better, he's still clearing 900.5 in my opinion. But it's usually the second year after coming back from an ACL that you actually get it back, which this will be for him. Yep. Um, and the offense is going to be more pass happy in my opinion. And the quarterback is so much better. Like, all of those things say Cortland Sutton should go over a thousand yards this year and do it pretty easily. It's almost like they look at 2019 as just a fluke. Yeah. Which is, which is weird. Cause you do have the other like 700 ish yard seasons in there, but as a rookie. And then last year, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like of all of the props we've talked about the over on this or the over on Russell Wilson's passing yards are probably my favorite. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is low. This is very low. It's very All low. right. Now, here's where the real surprise starts to come in, and this will be the beginning of a theme that we're going to see, and obviously there's a reason why our headline is the way it is. Yep. They've got Jerry Judy at 905.5. So not significantly more, but more they, they think Jerry Judy's going to have a better season than Cortland Sutton when it comes to receiving yards, and we'll see the others here in a second. But why do you think that is? I think that it's easy to see how a quarterback could hold Jerry Judy back. I think that, you know, anybody can throw the ball up to Cortland Sutton, you know? Yeah. I, if, if Jerry Judy's just getting open every play and the quarterback is just refusing to throw him the football, it's really easy to see that on tape and say, well, Russell Wilson will just throw him the football there. Sure. And I think the other part of it is he should be getting more open because what, what he was best at at Alabama was getting open deep. Like, he would run those post routes and just come wide open away from everybody. And, again, like, it's different doing that in the NFL, but you still, when you're in an offense with Teddy Bridgewater, it just doesn't matter if you're a deep threat. You know, it just doesn't matter. And so as soon as teams have to respect that, and he's already getting open underneath, like, he's just a receiver that, in a very spread-out offense where you're really – working to get receivers open instead of just saying like, well, here's a play action. We're going to chuck it deep. Jerry should be perfect for that. It's really true. And I think the other part is one thing you always have to keep in mind when it's a sports book is Jerry Judy is still just a bigger name, you know, mm-hmm. high first round pick Alabama product. People know his name. People want to bet on him. You know, he's got a lot of fans out there. I think that matters in this scenario, just when it comes to DraftKings setting the numbers. Um, I like the over on both. I really do. Um, and Jose points out only five teams had two 1,000 yards receiver uh, last year uh, in the first 17 game season. So it's not common necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, you know, when I talk about thousand yards, I'm talking about close to it. You know, like if if Jerry Judy gets 980 or something, I'm not saying like, oh, we were way off there. Like that's one catch difference. Um, mm-hmm. So regardless though that's way more than 900 and i think you're going to definitely have two two wide receivers clear 900 with ease and the two most likely i think are these two so to me i go over over and i think the worst case scenario i mean you know let's take injuries out i'll touch wood the worst case scenario is you go one for two in my opinion i think in almost every scenario one of these hits as long as yep. these guys are healthy. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, like I I think Jerry's gonna get over that number two, but if you're picking one of these, you you gotta go with Cortland Sutton. Like I, I feel like he's just a lock. As as long as he's healthy and we'll touch wood for that, how does he not get get to a thousand yards? I don't know. And, and he's the biggest comp 
for DK Metcalf on the team. And obviously that, you know, Russ loves to just give a guy a chance to go get a jump ball. And that is going to be Cortland. He's the best jump ball guy on the team by far. You know, Tim is obviously big, but he's not as good at high-pointing the football as Cortland is. Totally. And also, I mean, this is a separate bet, but when you brought up, I had forgotten. I was looking through all these futures after the Avs won the Cup, and it would have been good to know this to guess these other lines, but Jerry has the ninth-best odds to lead the NFL in receiving yards this year. Wow. Yeah. Again, like I, I do think that when you, you're in Denver and you follow the Broncos, you you follow all these little narratives and you kind of get into, into a bubble that maybe other outsiders don't fall into. And it's easy to get a little bit lower on Jerry. I think it's easier. You know, Bradley Chubb has the whatever 12th best odds to be defensive player of the year. But you, you think about from the Broncos perspective, it's like, oh, he's only there half the time, like all that stuff. And he, but when he's been out there, he's been really good when he's healthy. And so I do think that maybe this is another one where, you know, Broncos fans maybe can be a bit harsh and maybe there's something that we can learn from from the national perspective here or maybe maybe we actually know what we're talking about and they're all idiots. <laughs> uh, what's kind of depressing here is that the person next to Jerry Judy in receiving yards is a guy from his draft class, Justin Jefferson, another JJ. Mm-hmm. He said at 1350 and a half, over 400 yards more than Jerry. And obviously, he's just a freak. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I he's mean, earned that. And, and I take the under, though. It wasn't just the Broncos who uh, got that one wrong. It was mm. the Raiders, the Broncos, and I believe the Eagles who took Jalen Rager ahead yep. of Justin they Jefferson. They uh, did. That's tough. That is um, tough. They're probably saying the same thing about us. All right, you want to go to TDs or receptions next? Let's go TDs. Okay, we're going to TDs. These ones are tougher. These ones are tougher, and I like the bet less uh, when it comes to TDs just because you just never know. But um, regardless, uh, it's still part of the conversation. What do you have Cortland Sutton TDs at this year? Did you say eight? Uh, Ten for Sutton. Okay, you're going to like this one again. I imagine. Um, what if I could tell you you could essentially bet on him to get half of that oh. at five and a half touchdowns? Uh, for Cortland, so he's got to get to six. Um, but yeah, that's alarmingly low. It is. It's another one of those. I mean, he's done six before, and and he did six in his second season with terrible quarterbacks. I know. Honestly, maybe what we're learning here is that Russell Wilson is not as good as we think he is. At least the sportsbook doesn't seem to think so. Like, like, what is the other explanation for not having a ten touchdown receiver? Right, they don't even think that the Broncos are getting close to having a 10-touchdown receiver. No. Um, which is, I mean, if Russ is going to get to even, what did they have it set at, 31 and a half, someone has to carry the lion's share of that because if Cortland gets five, and we'll talk about Jerry here in a second, well, I'll just let's just do it. Uh, what do you have Jerry at? That's probably too high now. Well, they like Jerry better. I have six. Okay, six and a half. So okay. if Cortland gets five, Let's just say they both hit the over. Cortland gets six and Jerry gets seven. That only gets you to 13. They have 18 who's, touchdowns. Right, who's getting Tim the Patrick's got 10 maybe and they just don't have a lineup. I don't know. Let me look and make sure. It Tight ends, running backs. There's no, like someone has to get 10 for him to get near that. And someone exactly. is getting 10. Um, so you've got Cortland at five and a half, Jerry at six and a half. I much, in this case, prefer Cortland Sutton. Um, yeah, now, that's an easy one to me. I've always said Jerry Judy should be an insane red zone weapon because it is very difficult to get open down there, and he obviously has the shake to do it. So he should be, but let's not forget mm -hmm. he had zero last season. Zero touchdowns, which is alarming in its own right, but – to go from zero to seven would be a huge boost where, especially with, you know, with very little, what did he have the year before? Two, three. I think it was two or three. Yeah. Um, at least Cortland Sutton has a precedent of he's done this before. Yeah, it, exactly. But yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're missing something with Jerry, but hi, it's, 
It's weird that these numbers are set up this way. Maybe we're missing something with Cortland Sutton. Maybe that's what's going on here. But right. it just feels like with the big year that he's had before, I mean, not big, big, but big for Broncos standards recently, like you should be able to build on that, especially with a quarterback that should fit your game a lot better. And who knows? Maybe, maybe what we've been saying, you know, Cortland Sutton on all those broken plays should be really good. Yep. Where, you know, he's running the post route, but all of a sudden Russell Wilson rolls out. And you would think that a big body like that should be able to make a cut, get separation, and be a nice, easy target. Maybe they look at Jerry as somebody who would be better at that just because he is so quick and because he can get to different places and because that's kind of how they played at Alabama before. But the, I did not expect Jerry's numbers to be higher than Cortland Sutton's. I didn't either, and that's why we made the headline uh, what we did because it, it's just so surprising. Um, our resident statistician, I'm trying to, you know, when you're watching like a Rockies game and Drew Goodman's always like, oh, I've just been handed a note here with a stat yeah. from our guy. I'm trying to yeah. remember what that guy's name is. Um, <laughs> dang. I don't watch enough Rockies games. Actually, we were watching that uh, that Hustle movie where Wancho's the star, which is yeah, awesome. Great. Wancho, I, I movie star. It. Yeah. yeah, it was solid. It was solid. I, basketball players are not always great actors is one note that I would have. Wancho would, did great. Yes, I wasn't expecting so many players as themselves in the movie. And it kind of makes it weird when a player isn't themselves. Yes. It's like, oh, look, Anthony Edwards. And it's like, oh, wait, actually, no, that's, that's not. not. It's like, oh, look, Boban. And it's like, nope, no. that's not Boban. But then it's, it's like, oh, here's Luca, and that is Luca. Exactly. And so that, that part of it can get a little bit tough to follow. But wait, real point quick. Is, so, okay. Oh, what, oh, no, you – what was the point on Hustle? The point was it ended um, right before the bottom of the eighth okay. for the Rockies game last night. So we got to watch the Rockies flame out and lose that one right after, which was so fun. Because I don't, I don't have like cable at home, so I come up here and we have the Rockies games, and I, I'm happy I don't have cable this time of year. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Okay. It is tough. Uh, so our resident statistician, uh, Jose, Coming in with some great tidbits here. First one, RK would be happy to know that in the three years of Metcalf and Lockett, Russ had Lockett over 1,000 yards each of the three years and Metcalf over 900 every year, including one over 1,000. So out of three years, they had two 1,000-yard receivers um, twice, once, uh, mm-hmm. and over 900 and one over 1,000 both years. So that w- if you just took these stats and passed them off to them, that would have hit every year. But – I think it's important to notice they never had a number three option as good as Tim Patrick. Yeah, and no number four like KJ. And who knows, maybe no tight ends. Like Albert It's too, too early to say. Yeah. I mean, with the ghost of Jimmy Graham up there, maybe he is better, but who's That's to say? True. Um, and so, yeah, you, you like that here. And I guess that is why. I've I just figured it out. i figured out why they're higher on Jerry Judy. Because Jerry Judy is much closer to Tyler Lockett than Cortland Sutton. And so they're saying, okay, this was the style of receiver that Russ preferred in terms of just how how often he went to there. Um, And so let's – we think, you know, they're assuming that Russ uses Jerry in the Tyler Lockett role, which has Mm -hmm. produced more stats Mm -hmm. uh, over the last few years. Makes sense. Sort of. And then you also remember that DK Metcalf is averaging 1,060 yards a season in the NFL. Yeah. And you're like, okay, is just is Cortland Sutton 1,600 yards or 160 yards worse per year than DK Metcalf is? Maybe that's I, what they're going with. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so either. A couple more stats here from Jose. The least amount of CDs that rest through to his starting receivers in the past three years is seven. Um, so these, all of these would have hit every year and if you're swapping the stats over Metcalf went 7 10 12 Lockett went 8 10 8 so there you go um it, it, it does I think the Tim Patrick effect is we're starting to understand I think the um thought process behind all this the Tim Patrick effect is kind of draining some stats away from these guys yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see how that ball gets spread around yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I don't know. Because again, I still look at it and say like, yeah, if you're ordering guys, you probably say Sutton the most, then Judy, then Patrick, then KJ, then those tight ends. But again, like 
KJ has the potential to live up to the draft hype after two years. And then all of a sudden that could turn everything on its head. But yeah, I I don't know. It's a weird order for these guys. Absolutely. All right. Um, Fun fact about me. After this, I'm heading over to a meeting um, with uh, the people who host uh, or or who own the space that we do our tailgates in. And that gave me a good reminder and actually is making me crave some sexy pizza. Uh, I miss sexy pizza. Uh, Obviously still get it a decent amount, but not nearly as much. Uh, is when we were just having it brought to us every single Sunday at those tailgates. Uh, so I might have to get some today. Hit up our friends over at Sexy Pizza. They're a true Colorado staple, uh, and they have their philanthropies, which are awesome. They're specialty pies where a portion of the proceeds of each one goes to uh, different Colorado charities. So check out our friends over at Sexy Pizza. I highly recommend anything with green chilies on it. Like I love that they're putting green chilies Mm-hmm. On pizza, they have like a green chili pepperoni, a green chili sausage, any of the those. And I would do maybe they do have this. I just haven't seen uh, like a green chili and cream cheese. Interesting. Uh, that that one I am not quite so in love with. That seems like kind of a weird choice. Um, but wait until you have a pe- a slice of pizza with like a dollop of cream cheese on it. Your life will never be the same. That just. Doesn't seem like the best cheese for the situation. Henry, have you ever had peanut butter on a burger? Yeah, I have. That's That's good. solid. That's yes, solid. Yes, it is. It's not as good as cream cheese on pizza. I that I there's just I mean you got mozzarella, you've got I you've got so many different cheeses that I would go to before that. But yeah, maybe maybe we'll give it a try. Maybe do it. Also, Ivaca TV. Uh, if you haven't been able to watch the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and the Rapids, you should get Evoca TV. They have Altitude Sports. They have AT&T Sportsnet. So if you like to watch the Rockies, you get to do that. Um, or if you're like trying to get outside more, I always feel like the Rockies have that effect on me. It's like you turn on the Rockies and it's like, yeah, maybe we'll just go for a walk or something. So if, you, if you've been trying to get outside more, Evoca TV can help you with that too. And also, there is a DNVR channel. So... We are live on Ivaca TV with our own channel. You can watch us just like you watch us on YouTube. Ad right now, right from now. Ivaca. You think anybody's watching? Absolutely. There's probably at least a few. They're like, "Oh, Ivaca TV. That's that's this. That's always fun." Like yeah, when you is. watch a like like sometimes a Direct TV commercial, and you're like, "I shouldn't have to watch this because I'm actually I'm, 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 I'm I bought awesome. it right. You already got me." There, that should be a thing with commercials. Like, if you can just show that you have the thing they're selling, you get to skip ahead. Right. There's, like, a little camera on your TV, and you just hold it up. You're like, I have an iPhone. Like, please. Exactly. Like, I have Hulu. I don't need to keep seeing ads for Hulu. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll work on that later. Um, But if you want to sign up for Evoca TV, which you should do, go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. You'll get $10 off your first three months. That makes it only $15 per month for those first three months. Plus, you have to pay another $5 a month for a receiver. You can buy the receiver for $250, whatever. But there's no contracts, no hidden fees. Straight up, you just pay $20 a month for these first three months, and you get all of this awesome stuff, which is a steal because it would cost way more than that to get, like, MLB TV? Is it MLB TV? NBA? MLB Extra Innings? Extra, yep. They used to be for sure. Is it still? I don't I'm know. not sure. NBA, whatever league it pass. is, league league pass. That is league pass. But you could you could get all of those, or you could just pay twenty bucks a month to watch the Nuggets, Avs, and Rockies. Yep. There and you go. There you go. Uh, also, just a reminder: never a bad time to become a DNVR member. Uh, we actually dropped a story yesterday that's free, so you guys can go check it out. Just get to kind of have a little taste of some of the things that we like to do. Um, but it gets you behind the paywall for all of our written content. Really excited for some of the written stuff that Henry's going to bring to the Broncos mm. beat. Um, I think you have a great knack for telling stories, so I'm excited for that. Um, but, yeah, go check it out over on the DNVR.com right now. You can see our roundtable. Henry and I both were in lockstep in terms of who's going to lead the Broncos in sacks next year. And Zach went full mm-hmm. dark horse on us. Um, so – Go in there, uh, you know, tell us if you agree or disagree. Of course, you can also leave your comments on the pod. 
uh, which we'll get to every day. You guys have been slacking a little bit. So those of you who say like, hey, I haven't commented while I wanted to let the other people get in there. Well, now is your time to shine. Uh, there's an opening for you. Come in, ask us like some stupid question about Pop-Tarts or something, and you'll spark yeah. a whole week worth of debates. Um, but all that stuff. And then also a uh, reminder that we have another DNVR golf tournament coming up August 5th at City Park. This is poised to be our biggest one ever, our best one ever, our craziest one ever. Um, it's going to be a party for sure. So come through to that um, and just keep an eye out for all of our events that we're doing over the rest of the summer. All right. We still have one more to get to on Cortland and Jerry. And then I want to talk about uh, the other guys and where we think they fit in and just kind of start building our way to what we think Russell Wilson's stats will eventually look like. Um, and the last one here is receptions, correct? Yes. Uh huh. What do you have Cortland Sutton's receptions at? I've got him at 80. I know that's not close though. I bet they have him at like 61 and a half. Wow. Very close. You've, you've got a good beat on what DraftKings is thinking of Cortland Sutton. Uh-huh. 62 and a half. Ah, uh, that's what I was going to go with. I was like, no, they've got to have it lower. Damn it. 62 and a half is where they have Cortland Sutton regular season receptions. Look, if you believe in Cortland Sutton at all, you should go for the trifecta here. Absolutely. I just wish there was a way to parlay it. And it makes sense that there isn't because they all are absolutely correlated. You've heard of same game parlays. We need same season parlays. Same season player parlays. Yeah. I mean, 58 last year. Five more with Russell Wilson. Is that crazy to ask for? This is probably the safest bet of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would probably – those yards are really tempting too. Probably catches before yards, though. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, it, you just the, – there's going to be more plays, and a higher percentage of those plays are going to be passes. Just by simple math, the bump that he gets from that ends in him blowing that number away. Yeah. I mean, and the only the only reason he wouldn't is if there's injuries, and we'll touch wood whenever we say that. But even if you miss three games, if if he played 14 games this season, would you take the over on that number? Yep. Yeah, me too. Yep. I mean, I'm with you on like 80 ish catches. So because of that, like that's coming down to you know um, five games, and if you take away three games, he's still hitting this off of 80. I just don't understand. Yeah. I want to see. So 80 catches would have been 22nd in the NFL last year. Wow. Feels pretty realistic. <clears throat> it feels under. It, it, it's still way too low. I expect the Broncos to have two receivers in the top 20 this year. Yeah. I'm just trying to look and see if there's two on the same team. Kelsey and Hill. Oh, yep. Kelsey and Hill were. Um, wow. 111 and 92. That is insane. 111. Um, and that was like low. That was Kelsey. Uh, Yeah. 92 yeah. for Kelsey. Yeah. Oh, he was at 92. Didn't he have yeah. like 121 year or something? I think he did. He's an old man now, though. Yeah, he is. Um. Okay. Who else? Uh. Any other... I mean, Josh Allen doesn't really have, like, Stephon Diggs oh. and who? Cole Beasley. Okay, wow. Okay, there's two. Yep. Um, Herbert, Keenan uh, Allen, and someone? Keenan Allen's at 106. Mike Williams at 76. So he, he didn't make it in. Um, Still easily hits the over, though. Yes, it sure does. Uh, what about Russ? Um, Let's see. Oh boy, those were not big numbers last year. It's I think looking they like dealt with. I guess he had. Oh right, he had injury. They had injury. So yeah. DK had seventy five. Tyler Lockett had seventy three. Lockett played sixteen games. Metcalf played all seventeen. There you go. Okay. Still both over. S- still both over. Um. All right. Based on the information that you have been provided, what do you think they have Jerry Judy at? Well, let's see. So it's 62 and a half for Sutton. We know there's more yards barely for Judy, like one catch more. But we also think that Sutton's probably making more big plays. So maybe 
66 and a half? 72 and a half. Wow. So they really think they're using them underneath. Yep, they do. And, and I, I think they're probably right about that. I think that Jerry Judy is going to have a lot of catches on inside slants on third and four. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if anybody could catch balls on third and four, it'd be incredible. Yeah, sure but, would. Oh, that, that sounds like it could be a really good time. Yep, yep. Um, I think they're also going to use him in like some RPO bubble actions. Yep. Um, obviously, the little jet sweep pop passes. Um, <laughs> they'll actually let those go this year. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, he, one thing that we haven't talked about a lot with Jerry, while he's great at the quick twitch types of routes, he also runs the best over route on the team, in my opinion. Uh, and that is going to be a big staple when you think about, you know, you'll line him up left, Mm -hmm. you'll do a big play action fake out to the outside zone, right? Russ will take five steps back and then Jerry Judy will come all the way across the field and Russ is going to throw a seed to him. So. Um, is that is that are you getting fired up over there thinking about that? I'm getting really fired up. I just <laughs> want football season to be here. Like I just want to see all these guys out on the field. Like there's just it's so easy to be excited about like every receiver, every one of them, and the tight ends and all that. Just start throwing yeah. that ball around. And just the offense. Like I I'm so excited to just see deep shots like three, four, five times a game maybe. Um. You know, the uh, you know, <clears throat> it's funny. You wait all week to watch your favorite team play, mm-hmm. and you're just like hoping for these guys to go out and make dope plays. Um, and so many times over the last six years, you get excited to go watch Cortland Sutton play, and he has one catch for 14 yards, and you're just like, "What is happening?" Or you're you know, you're excited to see what Jerry Judy's going out there to do. He has zero catches. You know, like. <clears throat> that's not going to happen this year. Everyone's going to eat every week, essentially. Touch wood when you say that. Like, let's not, after what we've been through, let's not put anything up to chance. Just, uh, it, it's got to work. How would it not? Nathaniel Hackett's a really smart guy. Russell Wilson's a really good quarterback. It has it, it has to work. It, it does have to work, exactly. Okay, uh, for those of you who are just chiming in and criticizing our headline, uh, the reason <laughs> is because... The Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook, our presenting Sportsbook, and usually they're in lockstep with all the other ones um, on most things. Sportsbooks are projecting Jerry Judy to have a better year than Cortland Sutton. So they've got Jerry Judy at 70, we'll just say without the half, 72 receptions for 905 yards and seven touchdowns. And that seems like it could be around where he is, actually. The surprising part is just how low they are on Cortland Sutton. They have Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. at 60. Let me just get back to his reception. 62 catches for 900 yards and six touchdowns. And that just feels so criminally low. And I would just say this. If that's what he comes out with, and, and we'll, we're assuming he plays 17 games here. I'm touching wood. Um, if that's what he comes out with, it will be considered a major, major, major disappointment. Yeah, I mean, it just if that happens, it feels like there's probably other things that went wrong, you know, like like Russell Wilson probably isn't throwing for four thousand yards in that scenario. He's probably looking at like thirty three hundred with twenty three touchdowns, and I think there's probably more blame to pass around. It just the the odds that Cortland Sutton is the reason that Cortland Sutton doesn't hit these overs seems so slim. It really does, man, and so. I guess, you know, this isn't all about betting, but from a betting perspective, I would hit all three overs. Honestly, I would hit Mm -hmm. all three overs and just ride that out. And, you know, you cross your fingers that he's healthy. I'll touch wood again. Um, But you you watch this season and things just go normally. He, He hits those easy. If he has a good season, he blows them out of the water. Absolutely. Again, it takes something crazy. Like, does KJ Hamler just go off? Like, does Albert O pick up 800 yards? Like, you just need something weird needs to happen for all of that to work. Maybe the Broncos, like, just can't be stopped. Maybe they go Titans with Derrick Henry and just hand the ball up 550 times. Yeah. I, that No, it's not happening. <laughs> um, like, 
all of these scenarios and, and quickly i want to tell you guys uh we've got some extra time for comments today so if you guys in the youtube chat mm -hmm. uh want to lay down any comments any questions i should say for us uh we will answer those just in a minute here in the third segment um but there's only so many players are going to be on the field at a time and so like kj hamler is just not robbing a bunch of catches and yards and stuff away from Cortland Sutton because he's just not going to be on the field enough. And I'm talking yeah. about a healthy KJ Hamler. Like they're not going four wide that often. And no. they're probably not even going three wide all that often. I think I think it'll be a, a staple of the offense, but it won't I don't even think that'll be the number one um uh lineup. And if it were KJ Hamler would only be in there in specific roles, you know. Who yeah. are you taking off the field to put him in there? Tim? It's just, I mean, this rotate receivers though. Like it feels like maybe things will change now, but like Cortland Sutton catches a ball, it feels like half the time he's coming off the field, you know, and then somebody goes in. Like I think that if KJ is the guy who rotates in for all of them, and on top of that, I think so. What six teams had three receivers on the field more than Seattle did last year? Mm-hmm. So about two thirds of the time they had three receivers on the field. I think I, I can't find it, but I'm pretty sure they had the the most four wide receiver sets. Or maybe maybe it was the Packers. One of the two that's tied to the Broncos. So we'll see. But I do think. I mean, I don't know. I guess I, maybe I'm under. Maybe I'm thinking too much under center stuff. I just expect a lot of under center, two tight ends, sort of stuff. Just because it's you know that that's such a important formation in this offense. Yeah. Oh, that being said, up. that being said, I don't know if I love the idea of putting Eric Saubert on the field to take off Jerry Judy. Exactly. Or Tim Patrick. Last year, Cortland Sutton was on the field for 85% of the snaps. Tim Patrick is out there for 78%. So all of a sudden, if that's 15 and 12, like there's 27 that can be spread around. Then you get into Jerry. And some of the ghosts go to tight ends, but I think four receivers, like obviously your number four receivers looking at 500 yards, but there is still quite a bit to go around. Yeah. We'll and, see. Dulcich is kind of a, a, a dark horse here. Um, he did the, where I worry for him is that he didn't really pop up for anyone at OTAs and minicamp. Um, and I always say this. I always, always, always say this whenever they take a, a tight end early is just tight end might be the hardest position to come in and learn in the NFL. You need grown man strength. Yes. You have to become an NFL offensive lineman and an NFL wide receiver. Yeah. And the wide receiver stuff like that takes some time, especially when you're focused on the other parts. But getting to the point where you're blocking nine techs, like, at what point are you happy to have Greg Dulcich out there blocking Vaughn Miller? Never. Because when you play the Bills, there's a good chance that they're going to be putting Vaughn on that side. And so, who knows? You probably double team yeah, him. You're chipping, but yeah. It's still, you're you're asking for trouble. And in the run game, in the run game, you're still probably double teaming him, I guess. But yeah. Maybe I underestimated the three uh, receiver sets a little bit. That's probably going to be the number one thing that they do. But that, yeah. even in that, KJ Hamler's not on the field in most cases. Yeah. But again, I mean, in, in a regular game, if Cortland Sutton is playing his best, he's out there for like 90% of the time. So you still have at least that 10% for each of them. It turns out to 30%, which turns out to like 25% that KJ Hamler is out there of the total game. Yeah. And probably what happens in that scenario is like Cortland goes off. Like if Cortland goes off, then Tim fills in there. And Jerry fills in for Tim, and then KJ can come in and, and be in the slot. But yeah. I think I'm much more inclined to believe that KJ has a package. And when he goes in, they're running the KJ package. Um, yeah. I, just, I don't think you can count on him to be a part of your offense. So you have a separate piece that you're like, okay, if we have him, we use this. If we don't have him, we don't. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a waste not to try him on some jet sweeps and stuff. But again, what you want him to do is just run straight downfield. If he just runs straight downfield, either he's getting past somebody or he's opening up a whole lot of space for whoever's behind him. Uh, Tracy's baby says Montreal Washington ends up starting along with Hamler. Hot take. I would bet <laughs> everything that I own against that. 
Unless you're talking about starting at punt returner. <laughs> yeah, that seems unlikely. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Even getting a package from Montreal is going to be tough. Uh, that's just right. a returner at this point. If he has more than three catches, it's a huge win. <sighs> I mean, ah, that's. I I bet he gets five. Okay. I think I think five is probably I think what he you're gets looking at. Five offensive touches. Oh, I mean, Kendall Hinton's getting out there though. Kendall Hinton's like, much better at wide receiver than him. I know, but I mean, if if you're talking about like your number five, I guess probably number six receiver. At some point, he's getting out there. At some point, he's getting out there. Let's see, Deontay Spencer stats last year. That's actually kind of perfect. Deontay Spencer stats. Come on, we're getting close. In 2021, he had. I don't want his returns. I want his offense. He had one catch for negative three yards. <laughs> I'm getting. Uh, where do you see that? Oh yeah, one catch for negative three yards. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, great. Before, Seth Williams. Before, Seth Williams had one for 34. Before that, he had three for 26 the year before. Um, and then let's see rushing. Uh, he also had one. No, sorry, he only touched the ball one time. It was one three. Didn't even get a reverse, but we know that that Pat Shermer just liked to fake reverses. He didn't want to actually. That is true. I wonder. Too bad nobody's counting fake reverses or fake jet sweeps. Um, okay, so yeah, that kind of that kind of fits my point there. Um, it's just there's just not room for for him to be involved in the offense. And maybe he's in a couple more times. I know. Uh, I think Zach came back one day saying like. Montreal and Russ have like a little bit of chemistry. So if that's the case, forget everything you know. Like if Russ wants him out there, he'll be out there. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. I mean like is Jerry better in the slot? I got I'm gonna get that pro football focus at some point so I can look at the numbers. But I still think you want Jerry outside. And and maybe I'm crazy thinking that, but that does open up like I, everybody's moving around. They're going to play them all sorts of different places. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, again, leave your comments on YouTube for us to answer here in the third segment. Got a little opening here. Um, so we'd love to answer some questions for you guys. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about our friends over at FOCO who have made some awesome, awesome merchandise um, to commemorate the Avs Stanley Cup. By the way, I just got this new Av shirt. It's not from Foco, but I think it's sick. It has the uh, good one. the skyline on there. Allie actually got it for me, so thanks, Allie. Um, Foco has shirts, hats, uh, and what they specialize in is collectibles. They've got a uh, a Stanley Cup bobblehead for most of the players on the team. Uh, you got like I love bobbleheads. They're just they there's something about bobbleheads that's just like they're the perfect way to like commemorate something. Cause they're just, they're weird enough. Like they rarely actually look like a person. Um, and you just like have it forever. And you're like, yep, this, this brings me nostalgia. Uh, so check out our friends over at FOCO. Use the code DNVR when you go to their website, FOCO.com. Um, and you're going to get 10% off your order. Also, uh, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking athletic greens, what I would have it's been over a year now, right? I don't think quite that long. Really? It would have been the winter, I think, like Jan Daniel De- December or January. Okay. Well, it feels like it's been forever just cuz it's a part of the routine. Um there it's basically this powder. You like scoop the powder out, you put it in the shaker, you shake it with the water, and then uh you drink thank, it. Thank you for the demonstration. <laughs> You're welcome. Um and and then you feel better. Um, it, it helps with gut health. It helps with energy. It helps your immune system. It, it makes you not have to take vitamins and pills and all that sort of stuff. I mean, that's because there's 75 high quality vitamins in it. There's minerals, there's whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, basically everything that you could want. Um, again, like for me, I wake up, I drink it, I go to the gym and go get a coffee after. And then my day starts. It's like the perfect little boost to get you through the morning. Um, especially before you do something like go to the gym, which here in Montana I have not been doing. And 
It's an, but that's that's a different story. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash uh, wow. Broncos. Broncos. I've, I've only said buffs before. Yep, yep. I, I didn't have. even read the thing. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I have to actually look at this. Yeah, athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. Um, buffs, I always spell it out. Broncos. People here know that. Uh, again, Broncos. No, athleticgreens.com slash Broncos to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I, like, the one thing that they don't advertise, I think, because it's just, like, it's not provable. But like you just look better if you drink your athletic greens every day. Like you look like your huh. skin just looks better. Your eyes shine brighter. I'm telling you, this is a real thing. Interesting. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean you could just I feel like you can just look at someone and be like, hmm, haven't had their athletic greens today. It's obvious. <laughs> Not shiny yet. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh final segment here. Again, bring some questions in. Otherwise, we're just going to end this pot early, and that's going to be your guys' fault. Um, first one that I see here is from Tim Wenz, who says, what are the odds? Hackett calls a fake jet sweep to Judy on the first play of the year. That'd be incredible. I mean, how do you not do it, right? Like, I, the tough part is, like, you need the knowledge of how much people here hate that, which I think Nathaniel Hackett has picked up on. Like, he's young enough that he's probably in tune He's probably heard about the fake jet sweeps with Jerry Judy. And if not, there he's obviously seen them. Like he's gone back and looked at the, the the tape from last year, and he's probably giggled every time he sees Jerry Judy run back there and not get the ball again. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, he knows he knows it was happening. Does he know how hilarious it would be if he actually called it on the first play? That's the big question. I mean, he's a comedian, so I feel like he understands yeah. comedy. Um, I think what, what's more likely is he would actually give it to him, not fake it. Yeah, probably. And that's still just as funny, but yeah. probably more effective. Anything with Jerry in motion will be awesome. Oh, Samuel Bisu says he has a comment on the website. Different than yesterday's? left the website trying to get Deontay Spencer's stats. All right. <laughs> I'll get to it in a second. Okay. Um also had Tim Wenzel here talking about cream cheese. I love cream cheese. I couldn't I couldn't fit this into my mouth the whole thing before the show started though, so we're saving it for after. Oh man, I would kill for some cream cheese on a pizza right now. Oh, look at Allie going uh, yep. going big time here. All right, here's a question from Samuel B. Sue who says, RK, I have a bet for you. Last year the RBs had eight hundred and sixty three yards. I will bet you the over on nineteen hundred yards. This is not counting Russ, so I think this is a fair bet. If you win, I'll pay for five annual memberships for people who can't afford them. That's very nice of you. If I win, you give out the same five memberships. Either way, the community wins. Do you take the bet? Yeah, of course. Of course I take the bet. Um, I I think they're, what was it, 863? I think they're almost right there. I would probably take the under on 800, 1,863, uh, but I think it's like 1,850. Yeah, uh, I'd probably take the over. I'd take the over. I'd, yeah. I would definitely take the over. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of on the the more plays kick. Yeah. Um, more plays, more yards. I'm on the more, more plays, more passes. I think all of that, the added plays, get replaced by passes. Yeah. I, the, the one thing that scares me is Russell Wilson eating carries. Like, is he running so much that they look at that and say, like, yeah, that's that's a part of our running game. Or like, they're running read options, and, and he's pulling those read options. Those are the run plays where you're just not getting as much. But, like, what, I think the Broncos were, like, 12th last year in rushing yards. I feel like that that's going to move up. Yeah, and I think it moves down. It'll be interesting uh, to see just exactly how. I also, I got to be honest, there's a big transition from the style of running that they were doing last year to the style of running this year. And I worry a little bit uh, about how the backs, I know Melvin will be okay. I worry a little bit about Javante and I worry about the, the offensive linemen uh, adjusting to that. So, um, you know, they're really committed. Like they're not saying like, we're doing a little bit of both. They're saying like, we are a zone running team. Yeah. And they're really committed to it. It's pretty much all they've talked about when it comes to running the ball is just getting this team ready to be a zone running team. So 
I worry about that. Obviously, to me, I'm a uh, you know, if you grew up being a Broncos fan, you're a fan of zone run. Like you mm-hmm. think it's the better way of running. So I obviously think it's the better way of running. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if they actually just succeed right off the bat running the ball in that scheme where I think what I think is, is very true here is when they don't have success running the ball, it's going to be Mm -hmm. so easy to just be like, okay, well, we'll just throw the ball every play. We have Russell Wilson. That's true. I, yeah, I just hope that he's that good. Yeah. And and we know he's good, but like, is he top three? Is top five? Is he top 10? Like, those are the questions that, he has to answer. And if he's top five, then yeah, it's like easy. Just go out there, chuck the ball around. You're going to be fine. If he winds up at the end of the year, we're saying like, yeah, he's probably like the eighth best quarterback. That's where it starts to get just a little bit nerve wracking to say, yeah, just throw the ball every play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't want them to do that, but I think it's really easy as a play caller to just be like, Hey, we can't run the ball. I'm sick of second and nine. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I think he doesn't poach rushing yards. I think he poaches rushing touchdowns um, Yeah, with just like two or three zone reads that he keeps. It's one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. is you've been handing off that inside zone all, uh, all day from the shotgun. And then, you know, fourth quarter, one yard line, second and goal. He just keeps one and just walks in easy. Yeah, totally. And I mean, also just the play calling down there. Like when before you're saying like, we, we think we have a, a 60% chance of getting this ball in the end zone. If we call this pass play, well, that goes up to like 70% because there's the chance that Russell Wilson just gets free and runs it in. So when those percentages change, it changes whether you're passing or running. So I don't know. We'll see, but that's not great for the touchdown stats for the running backs. And we'll talk about those tomorrow. All right. Michael Mm -hmm. Kerr says, do you guys think that letting Russ cook with more than he's used to, having on field will expand his game or will he have the same game plan with Lockett and Metcalf? Uh, Pookie will be our Marshawn. I'm, I'm confused by the question. Do you understand it? Um, do you have I, th- I think by cook, that means just like go out and do things his own or, you know, it, it, okay. are they going to let him just like chuck the ball around or are they going to, run plays and and do those sorts of things you know interesting i mean uh, but then he brings in lockett and metcalf i don't understand how that applies here i don't know and no no shade i'm just a little confused um (laughs) i i fully believe i'll say this that they're going to let Russ cook like he's going to be in charge of the offense um, and he's going to want to throw the ball, and they're going to let him throw the ball. And there's obviously going to be a little bit of structure with the way that they want to do things. But in the end, he's going to have full autonomy at the line, and he's going to be—he's going to play his brand of football the way that he's always wanted to play. I think that's absolutely how the Broncos got him to sign off in the first place. What was Nathaniel Hackett? He's obviously like a great people person. Was just like, dude, we're going to play football the Russell Wilson way. And that just got, like, can't you hear him saying that? And uh, that just got yeah. Russ fired up. Yeah. I mean, I still look at it as if, like, the, every play is two plays now. It's like the first one is what Nathaniel Hackett draws up. Then the second one is when you roll out of the pocket and everybody just goes and gets open. And so I do think that there's a bit of a blend with the difference being you just hope that there's more open on time than there has been in the past. There absolutely should be with better play designs and play calling. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm so excited to see this stuff play out, especially because mm-hmm. I think however it plays out, it's going to result in good offense. Um, and that's exciting. Tim says, where are we grabbing beers in two weeks? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. We will. Um, yeah. Wade, the bar. Tough. Wade says six shirt. RK. Thank you very much. Um, and I think that is where we're going to wrap here. Um, I, I got to call out our OG commenters, like where are the Ryan Claymans of the world, the gunners wow. of the world, uh, you know, um, the count, like all of these people, where yep. are you at? We, we need, we need comments to read. Um, and so I'm, I'm sending out this, the bat signal to the OGs uh, to come uh, bring us comments before we start having to plan new, a different way to, to uh, do our third segment. So with that being said, that's going to wrap it up for us today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. One more tomorrow on Friday. 
and then I th- I, may, I can't remember if Zach gets back Monday or Tuesday, um, but mm. we miss him. Uh, we appreciate all you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you tomorrow on the DMVR. <laughs>